0: To the exam study expert podcast helping you hit the grades of your dreams at school college and university through the science of fast learning and lasting memory the psychology of study productivity and the secrets to great exam technique and now your host the cambridge university trained psychologist who's dedicated his life to helping students study better and outsmart their exams william wadsworth Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Expert podcast. It's great to have your company today. If you've been listening to the past few weeks' episodes on the podcast, you'll know that we've been focusing on exam-taking strategies and good exam technique. This is the fourth and final episode in that series in which I'm going to focus on the secrets to winning maximum marks in multiple-choice papers. I know many students that quite like the idea of a multiple-choice paper How hard can it be if one of the right answers is already in front of you? Well, sometimes pretty hard. Examiners can be tricksy, slipping in answer options, which are so very nearly right to tempt you, to check just how rigorously you really know your stuff. Here's my three-step formula to wringing every last mark you possibly can out of multiple choice papers. Step one is reading carefully. If you've read Outsmart Your Exams, follow the Ninja question reading method from chapter 20 to really digest the information in the question and make sure you've fully understood what's being asked. If you haven't read Outsmart Your Exams, our new best-selling exam technique book, you can check out details in the show notes. So having read the question, then move on to read every answer slowly. Don't jump to circle the first one that you see that just looks right. Just because an answer sounds right it doesn't mean it is and when you read all the others you might realise that it was a decoy, nearly but not quite right, option. Consider each answer in turn. I like to use a clear scoring method to rate how good each option seems. A double tick means it's definitely right but I'm still going to read the other options just to be sure. A single tick means I'm pretty sure this is right. A tick and a question mark means it may be correct, but I'm not very sure. A cross and a question mark means it's probably wrong, but I'm not very sure. And a double cross means it's definitely wrong. For a lot of questions, if you know your stuff, you should hopefully be coming back with one ticked option and the rest of the options with crosses beside them. There's a UK quiz show called Eggheads, which features super high achieving quiz takers with vast general knowledge. When answering a multiple choice question, an egghead quizzer would very often say, well, I know it's not option A because blah, blah, and I know it's not option C because blah, blah. So it must be option B. And I happen to know that option B is right because blah, blah. In other words, they don't just confirm what the right answer is. They also eliminate and rationalise why all the wrong ones are wrong as well. You should aim to do the same thing when you're tackling multiple choice questions. What happens when you're not sure? Well hopefully the scoring has at least narrowed down the number of possible options to maybe two. Sometimes the examiner is going to be devious and they've thrown you a couple of answer options which would both earn a tick from you. Then it's time to look deeper into the subtleties of the wording. One is going to be more correct or precise than the other distractor option. This is where working slowly and carefully comes into play. If you'd just been barrelling through the questions at maximum speed, you might have just noticed the distraction option first and thought that was the right answer. But by slowing down and taking this more considered approach, you've avoided the trap. Step two is about improving your guesswork. So what happens if you're really not sure? Well, Your response now depends on whether the paper is negatively or positively marked. In other words, are you going to lose marks for incorrect answers, or are you simply awarded marks for each right answer? If the paper is positively marked, i.e. you're not going to lose marks for wrong answers, only score points for the answers that are right, then the golden rule is to never ever leave a question blank. Guess if you have to. Because even if you guess, and there are four answer options, you've got a one in four chance of picking up the mark. If you have to make four guesses throughout the whole paper, what chances are one of them is going to be right and you'll get an extra mark? If you're really stuck and in the territory of making wild guesses, here are a few tricks which could just help improve your guessing strategy. It's sometimes the case that the least jargony answer is the right one, In other words, the answer that has all sorts of random technical terms that sound fancy but you're not quite sure what they mean, that could well be the examiner trying to trick you uh, and put you onto the wrong answer. Look out for grammatical matches in complete the sentence type questions. Sometimes there's only going to be one or two answer options which can be right, because they're the only ones that make a linguistically accurate sentence. And then finally, which answer feels most familiar? Your gut is often right more than you know, so if you've got an instinct that something is right, go for it. If all else fails, go back to the golden rule. When you're doing a positively marked multiple choice exam, always, always guess. You've got nothing to lose and potentially a mark to gain. So, should you guess if the paper's negatively marked? Negative marking is where your doctor mark for a wrong answer, and it's an indication that examiners are trying to discourage wild guesses. So, should you still guess? Well, things get a little trickier here, but fortunately there's actually been some scientific research on the benefits of guessing in multiple choice papers that are marked negatively. There's a couple of variants on not being sure of the right answer. We'll take each in turn. So, what happens when you think you know? You know, that feeling where you're making an educated guess. You know a bit about the question, but aren't fully certain. Well, the evidence here would suggest you go for it. It seems students are right much more often than they're wrong when they've got a feeling they know the right answer. So go for it. Guess. The other alternative is where you have absolutely no idea what the right answer is. What about these totally wild guesses? Well, intriguingly, the evidence still suggests you should make the guess because... On average, you'll be slightly more often right than you are wrong. Presumably there's something rattling around in the dark, dusty depths of your mind on enough of these wild guesses to point you in the right direction at least some of the time. But a word of caution. The margin for success on the wild guesses is pretty finely balanced, and whether you come out ahead is going to depend on a number of factors, including how strong a student you are. Personally, I'd be inclined to play it a little safer, and so my suggestion for the negatively marked papers, is to definitely make guesses where you've got an idea of the right answer. Make those educated guesses. But I'd suggest maybe not making those completely wild, stab-in-the-dark guesses. The third and final step is in pacing your work. I believe a good exam game plan is crucial to success in any exam. I mentioned this back in episode 13, and also go into a ton of detail about crafting your game plan in chapter three of Outsmart Your Exams. For multiple choice papers, the key thing to figure out for your game plan is your question answering rate. Your question answering rate is simply dividing the minutes available by the number of questions you have to answer to figure out how many minutes you have per question. Armed with this knowledge, pace yourself accordingly. Glance up at the clock regularly to regulate the speed at which you're working through the paper and keep yourself on track. For example, if you're taking a one-hour paper with 50 questions to answer, that works out at roughly a minute per question, with 10 minutes checking time or time to go back to the harder questions at the end, which is pretty comfortable. After 15 minutes, if you're somewhere around question 15, then you're doing just fine. If you're on question 10, you're going to have to pick up the pace a little. And if you're on question 20, maybe you can afford to just go a shade more carefully. Sometimes time constraints are pretty severe on multiple choice papers and it may be a good idea to circle trickier questions to come back to at the end. Put your best guess down for now if it's positively marked and make a note to come back to that question at the end if you have time. So to summarise the three steps. Step one, read carefully and evaluate every answer option critically. Step two, always guess for positively marked multiple choice papers and for negatively marked papers I'd suggest guessing if you think you know but not guessing if it's a completely wild stab in the dark guess. We also talked about ways to improve your guesswork if you're not sure. Finally step three pace your question answering rate carefully to make best use of the time available. And that concludes this week's episode of the Exam Study Expert podcast and indeed this four-part series on exam technique. I hope you've been enjoying it and finding it useful. Thank you for taking the time to join us and I look forward to seeing you again next time when we'll be leaving the world of the exam hall behind for this year at least. As always, very best of luck with your studies and if you're now waiting on results day, I'll be keeping my fingers crossed for you. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Exam Study Expert podcast. Remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review for our show in your podcast player.